0: This lotus is the Anderson's podcast, and it's the 17th of December 2022. The time is 11:53, and it is Saturday. And we're going to pick up where we left off. We have come to numbers number 29. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you should hold a holy convention. You must not do any hard work. It is a day on which you should sound a trumpet. You will offer, as a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma to Jehovah, one young bull, one ram, and seven male lambs, each a year old. All of them sound, and their grain offerings of fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an effort measure for the bull, two-tenths measures for the ram, and one-tenth measure for each male lamb of the seven male lambs, and one young male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you. This is in addition to the monthly burnt offering and its grain offering, and the regular burnt offering and its grain offering, together with their drink offerings, according to the regular procedure for them, as a pleasing aroma, an offering made by fire to Jehovah. And on the tenth of this seventh month you should hold a holy convention, and you must afflict yourself. You must not do any work. And you will present as a burnt offering to Jehovah as a pleasing aroma one young bull, one ram, and seven male lambs, each a year old, all of them sound. And as the grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, three tenth measures for the bull, two tenth measures for the one ram, a tenth measure respectively for each male lamb of the seven male lambs, as well as one young goat as a sin offering aside from the sin offering of atonement and the regular burnt offering and its grain offering together with with their drink offerings. And on the fifteenth day of the seventh month you should hold a holy convention. You must not do any hard work, and you must celebrate a festival to Jehovah seven days. And you will present as a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, as a pleasing aroma to Jehovah, thirteen young bulls. Two rams and fourteen male lambs each a year old, all of them sound, and as their grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, three tenths measures for each bull of the thirteen bulls, two tenths measures for each ram of the two rams, and a tenth measure for each male lamb of the fourteen male lambs, as well as one young goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. And on the second day, twelve young bulls, two rams, and fourteen male lambs, each a year old, all of them sound. And their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, the rams, and the male lambs, by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as young and one young goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering and its grain offering, together with their drink offering. And on the third day, eleven bulls, two rams, and fourteen male lambs, each a year old, all of them sound, and their grain offerings and their drink offerings for the bulls, the rams and the male lambs by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as one goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offerings and its grain offerings and its drinks offerings. And on the fourth day. Day, ten bulls, two rams and fourteen male lambs each a year old, all of them sound their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, the rams and the male lambs by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as one young goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. And on the f- fifth day, nine bulls, two rams and fourteen male lambs each a year old, All of them sound, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, the ram and the male lambs, by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as one goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering and its grain offering and its drink offering. And on the sixth day, eight bulls, two rams and fourteen male lambs, each a year old, all of them sound and their grain offering, and their drink offerings for the bulls, the rams, and the male lambs by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as one goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. And on the seventh day, seven bulls, two rams, and fourteen male lambs each a year old, all of them sound and their grain offering and their drink offering for the bulls, the rams, and the male lambs, by their number according to the regular procedure for them, as well as one goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. On the eighth day you should hold a solemn assembly. You should not do any hard work. You will present as a burnt offering an offering made by fire as a pleasing aroma to Jehovah, One bull, one ram, and seven male lambs each a year old, all of them sound, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, the ram and the male lambs by their number according to the regular procedure, as well as one goat as a sin offering, aside from the regular burnt offering and its grain offering and its drink offerings. These you will offer to Jehovah as your seasonal festivals, in addition to your vow offerings, and your voluntary offerings, and as your burnt offerings, and your grain offerings, and your drink offerings, and your communion sacrifices. Moses told the Israelites everything that Jehovah had commanded him. Chapter number 30. Then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of Israel, saying, This is the word that Jehovah has commanded. If a man makes a vow to Jehovah, or swears an oath to impose on himself a vow of abstinence, he must not violate his word. He should do everything he vowed he would do. And if a woman makes a vow to Jehovah, or she imposes a vow of abstinence on herself, when she is young and living in the house of her father, and her father hears her vow or her abstinence vow that she has imposed on herself, and her father offers no objection, all her vows will stand, and every abstinence vow that she has imposed on herself will stand. But if her father forbids her when he hears that she has imposed vows or abstinence vows on herself, it will not stand. Jehovah will forgive her because her father forbade her. However, if she should marry a husband while under her vow, or the rash promise that she has imposed on herself, and her husband hears of it and offers no objection on the day he hears of it, her vows or her abstinence vows that she has imposed on herself will stand. But if her husband forbids her on the day he hears of it, he may annul the vow or the rash promise that she imposed on herself and Jehovah will forgive her. But if a widow or divorced woman makes a vow, everything that she has imposed on herself will be, uh, will be binding on her. However, if a woman imposes the vow or the abstinence vow on herself while in the house of her husband, and her husband hears it and has not objected or disapproved, disapproved all her vows or any abstinence vows that she imposed on herself will stand. But if on the day he hears them, her husband completely annulled whatever vows or absent vows she swore to, they will not stand. Her husband annulled them, and Jehovah will forgive her. Regarding any vow or any oath involving an abstinence vow to practice self-denial, her husband should establish it, or her husband should annul it. But if her husband offers no objection at all from day to day, he also established all her vows, or all her absent vows, that are upon her. He established them because he did not object on the day he heard her make them. But if he annuls them later, sometimes after the day he heard them, he will bear the consequences of her guilt. These are the regulations that Jehovah commanded Moses relating to a husband and his wife and relating to a father and his young daughter living in his house. Chapter number 31 Jehovah then told Moses, Take vengeance for the Israelites on the Midianites. Afterwards you will be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people saying, Equip men from among you for battle against Midian and to execute jehovah's vengeance on midian you should send thousands of each tribe of all the tribes of israel into the army so from the thousands of israel thousands were assigned so from the thousands of israel thousands were assigned from each tribe 12000 equipped for battle Then Moses sent them out, a thousand from each tribe to the army, along with Penehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest for the army, who had the holy utensil and the signal trumpets in his hand. They waged war against Midian, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses, and they killed every male. Along with the other slain, they killed the king of Midian, namely Evi. Rechim, Sur, Hur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian. They also killed Baalem, the son of Beor, with the sword. But the Israelites carried off captives. But the Israelites carried off captive the women and children of Midian. They also plundered all their domestic animals, all their livestock, and all their possessions, and all their cities in which they had settled, and all their encampments. They burned with fire, and they took all the spoils and all the plunder, both human and animals. Then they brought the captives, the plunder and the spoil to Moses and Eli- to Moses and Eleazar, the priest, and to the assembly of the Israelites, to the camp in the desert plains of Moab near the Jordan at Jericho. Then Moses and Eleazar, the priest, and all the chieftains of the assembly went out to meet them outside the camp. But Moses grew indignant at the appointed men of the combat forces, the chiefs of the thousands and the chiefs of the hundreds who were coming in from the military ex- expedition. Expedition. Moses said to them, "Have you presented all the females alive? Look. Have you preserved all the females alive? Look. They are the ones who, by Balaam's word, in." used the Israelites to commit unfaithfulness towards Jehovah over the affair of Peor, so that the scourge came upon the assembly of Jehovah. Now you should kill every male among the children and kill every woman who has had sexual relations with a man, but you may keep alive all the young girls who have not had sexual relations with a man, and you should camp outside the camp seven days, Every one of you who has killed someone, and every one of you who has touched someone slain, should purify himself on the third day, and on the th- seventh day, you and your captives, and you should purify from sin every garment, every article of skin, every mate of goat hair, everything made of goat hair, and every article of wood. Elias the priest then said to the men of the army who had gone into the battle. This is the statue of the Lord that Jehovah commanded Moses. Only the gold, the silver, the copper, the iron, the tin and the lead, everything that can be processed with fire, you should pass through the fire, and it will be clean. However, it should also be purified by the water for cleansing. Everything that cannot be processed with fire, you should pass through the water, and you should wash your garment on the seventh day and be clean, and then you may come into the camp." Jehovah then said this to Moses, Take an inventory of the plunder, counting the captives both of human and animals. Do this together with Eliasah, the priest and the heads of the parental houses of the assembly. Divide what was plundered into two parts, to be shared between those in the army who took part in the battle and all the rest of the assembly, as a tax for Jehovah, you should take from the soldiers who went out into the battle one soul out of every 500 of the people, the herd, the donkeys, and the flock. You should take it from their half and give it to Eleazar the priest, as Jehovah's contribution from the half given to the Israelites. You should take one out of 50 of the people, the herd, the donkeys, the flock, and every sort of domestic animal, and give them to the Levites. Who care for the responsibilities who connected with Jehovah's tabernacle? Hmm. So Moses and Eleazar the priest did just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. The spoil, the rest of the plunder that the people of the expedition had taken, amounted to 675,000 of the flock, 70,000 of the herd, and 61,000 donkeys. The woman who had not had sexual relations with a man amounted to 32,000 women. The half that was the share of those who went out into the battle amounted to 370,500 of a flock. The tax for Jehovah from the flock amounted to 675. Mm. And there were 36,000 of the herd, and the tax on them for Jehovah was 72. And there were 30,500 donkeys, and the tax on them for Jehovah was sixty-one, and there were sixteen thousand humans, and the tax on them for Jehovah was thirty-two persons. Then Moses gave the tax as Jehovah's contribution to Eliezer the priest, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. From the half belonging to the Israelites, which Moses had divided off from the portion that belongs to the men who wage war, that half of the flock amounted to three hundred and seventy 337,500, and of the herd 36,000, and of the donkeys 30,500, and of the people 16,000. Then Moses took from the half belonging to the Israelites one out of fifty of the people and of the animals, and gave them to the Levites who cared for the responsibilities of Jehovah's tabernacle, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. Then the appointed men who were of the thousands of the army, the chiefs of the thousands and the chiefs of the hundreds approached Moses, and they said to Moses Your servant have taken account of the men of war who are under our command, and not one has been reported missing from us. So let us each present what he has found as Jehovah's offerings, articles of gold, ankle chains, bracelets, sign. Signet rings, earrings, and other jewelry, in order to make atonement for ourselves before Jehovah. So Moses and Eleazar, the priest, accepted the gold from them, all the jewelry. All the gold of the contribution that they made to Jehovah amounted to 16,750 shekels from the chiefs of the thousands and the chiefs of the hundreds. The men of the army had each taken plunder for himself. Moses and Eleazar, the priest accepted the gold from the chiefs of the thousands and of the hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a reminder for the people of Israel before Jehovah. Chapter number 32 Now the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad had very large quantities of livestock, and they saw that the land of Yesah and Gilead were a good region for livestock. So the sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben approached Moses, Elias, the priest, and the chieftains of the assembly, and said, "Atawat, Dibion, Yasser, Nimcha, Hesbon, Eliasel, Sebam, Nebo, and Beon, The land that Jehovah um, defeated before the assembly of Israel is a good land for livestock, and your servants have much livestock. They continued, We have found favor, If we have found favor in your eyes, let this be the land given to your servant as a possession. Do not make us cross the Jordan. Then Moses said to the sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben, Are your brothers to go to war while yourself keep dwelling here? Why should you discourage the people of Israel from crossing into the land that Jehovah is certain to give them? That is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. When they went up to the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the people of Israel from going into the land that Jehovah was to give them. Jehovah's anger blazed on that day so that he swore, The men who came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and up would not see the land of which I have sworn to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenjiite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, because they have followed Jehovah wholeheartedly. So Jehovah's anger blazed against Israel, and he made them wander about in the wilderness for forty years, until all the generations that was doing evil in the eyes of Jehovah came to, the, to its end. <coughs> Now, here you have risen in the place of your fathers as a broad of sinful men who increase the burning anger of Jehovah against Israel. If you turn back from following him, he will certainly leave them again in the wilderness, and you will bring ruin to all these people. The latter approached him and said, Let us build here stone pens for our livestock and cities for our children, But we will continue ready for battle and will go before the Israelites until we have brought them to their place, while our children will dwell in the fortified cities, safe from the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our houses until each of the Israelites has received his land as as an inheritance, for we will not receive an inheritance with them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because we have received our inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. Moses replied to them, If you will will do this, take up arms before Jehovah for the war, and if every one of you takes up arms and crosses the Jordan before Jehovah as he drives away his enemies from before him, until the land is subdued before Jehovah, afterwards you may return and be free from guilt before Jehovah and Israel. Then this land will become your possession before Jehovah. But if you do not... Do this, you will have sinned against Jehovah. In that case, know that your sin will catch up with you. So you may build cities for your children and pens for your flock, but you must do what you have promised. The sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben said this to Moses, Your servant will do just as my Lord is commanding. Our children, our wives, our livestock, and all our domestic animals will stay there in the cities of Gilead. But your servant will cross over every man armed for battle to wage war before Jehovah, just as my Lord is speaking. So Moses gave a command concerning them to Eleazar the priest, to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the parental houses of the tribes of Israel. Moses said to them, If the sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben cross over the Jordan with you, every man armed for the war before Jehovah, and the land is subdued before you, you will then give them the land of Gilead as a possession. But if they do not take up arms and cross over with you, they will then settle among you in the land of Canaan. To this the sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben answered, What Jehovah has spoken to your servant is what we will do. We will take up arms and cross over before Jehovah to the land of Canaan, but the possession we are to inherit will be on this side of the Jordan. So Moses gave to them to the sons of Gad, the sons of Reuben, and to the half-tribes of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Shihon, the king of the Amorites, and the king, kingdom of Ork, the king of Bashan, the land belonging to its cities in those territories, and the cities of the surrounding land. And the sons of Gad built Dibion, Atharoth, Ahoer, athroth Sofan, Yesha, yokbihar Bet Nimha and Bet Harwan fortified cities, and they built st- stone pens for the flock and the sons of Reuben built Heshbon, Elias lil, ia Nebo, and Baal Mion, their names being changed, and Shipmach, and they began to rename the cities that they rebuilt. The sons of Machia, the sons of Manasseh, marched against Gilead and captured it and drove away the Amorites who were in it. So Moses gave Gilead to Machia, the son of Manasseh, and he began dwelling in it. And Jair, the son of Manasseh, marched against them and captured their tent village. And he began to call them harad and Nobath marched against and captured Kenath, and its dependent towns, and he began to call it Nobath by his own name chapter number thirty three These were the stages of the journey of the people of Israel when they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the direction of Moses and Aaron. Moses kept recording the departure of places by the stages of their journey at the order of Jehovah and these were their stages from one departure place to another. They departed from Ramses in the first month, on the 15th day of the month, on the very day after the Passover. The Israelites went out with confidence before the eyes of all the Egyptians. Meanwhile the Egyptians were burying all the firstborn whom Jehovah had struck down among them. For Jehovah had executed judgment on their gods. So the Israelites departed from Ramses and camped at Succoth. Then they departed from Succoth and camped at Etam, which in, is on the edge of the wilderness. Next, they departed from Etam and turned back towards Pi-Hahiroth, which is in view of Baal-Siphon, and they camped before Migdol. After that, they departed from he had Hirot, and passed through the mist of the sea to the wilderness, and kept marching a three-day journey in the wilderness of Etam, and camped at Mara. Then they departed from Mara, and came to Elim. Now in Elim there were twelve springs of water, and seventy palm trees, so they camped there. Next they departed from Elim, and camped by the Red Sea. After that they departed from the Red Sea, and camped in the wilderness of Osin, then they departed from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dauphar. later that day, later they departed from Dauphar and camped at Elush. They camped they next departed from Elush and camped at Rebidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. After that they departed from uh, Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of, of Sin- Sinai. Sinai. They departed from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kirothatvata. Ki, then they departed from Kirothatvata and camped at Hazeroth. After that they departed from Hazeroth and camped at Rithma. Next they departed from Ritma and camped at Rimon Perez. Then they departed from Rimon Perez and camped at Lipna. They departed from Libna and camped at Risha. Next, they departed from Risha and camped at Kehilatay. Then they departed from Kehilatay and camped at Mount Sefer. After that, they departed from Mount Sepha and camped at Haadath. Then they departed from Haadath and camped at Machilot. Next, they departed from Machilot and camped at Tahath. After that, they departed from Tahath and camped at Tera. Then they departed from Terah and camped at Mitharakat. Later they departed from Mithalat and camped at Hasmohanach. Next they departed from Machnonat and camped at Moserot. Then they departed from Moserot and camped at Binishakan. And they departed from Benyakan and camped at Hokagiyat. Next they departed from Hokagiyat and camped at Jothbatat. Later, they departed from Yothabad and camped at Abunah. Then they departed from Abunah and camped at Iung After that, they departed from Ishigonbea and camped in the wilderness of Sin that is Kadesh. Later they departed from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the frontier of the land of Edom and on The priest went up into Mount Hor at the order of Jehovah and died there in the 14th year after the Israelites left the land of Egypt in the fifth month on the first of the month. Aaron was 123 years old at his death on Mount Hor. Now the king of Arad, the Canaanite, who was dwelling in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard about the coming of the Israelites. In time they departed from Mount Hor and camped at Salmonach, after that, they departed from Salmonah and camped at Punon. Next, they departed from Punon and camped at Obath. Then, they departed from Obath and camped at Ayarigim on the border of Moab. Later, they departed from Irim and camped at Dibongat. After that, they departed from Dibugat and camped at Almun di Lataim. Then, they departed from Almun di Lataim and camped in the mountains of A before Nebo. Finally they departed from the mountains of Abarim and camped on the desert plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. They continued camping along the Jordan from Beth Jeshimoth as far as Abiljitim, on the desert plains of Moab. Jehovah spoke to Moses on the desert plain of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, You are crossing the Jordan into the land of Canaan, you must drive away all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their cravings of stones carvings of stones and all their metal statues and you should demolish demol- you should demolish all their sacred high places and you will take possession of the land and dwell in it because i will certainly give you the land as a possession you must opposition portion you must apportion the land by lot as a possession among your families. To the larger group you should increase his inheritance, and to the smaller groups you should reduce his inheritance. Everyone's inheritance will be where his lot falls. You will receive your property as an inheritance by the tribe of your fathers. If though you do not drive the inhabitants out of the land away from before you, those who you allow to remain will be in. Irritants in your eyes, and thorns in your sides, and they will harass you in the land where you will dwell, and I will do to you what I intend to do to them. Chapter number 34 And Jehovah spoke further to Moses, saying, Give these instructions to the Israelites. When you go into the land of Canaan, this is the land that will fall to you as an inheritance the land of Canaan according to its boundaries. Your southern borders will extend from the wilderness of Sin alongside Edom, and your south boundaries on the east will be from the extremity of the Salt Sea. Your boundary will change direction to pass south of the ascent of Akrabim and continue to Sin, and its end will be south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it will be extended to Hasa adar and continue to Asmon. The boundaries will change direction at Asmon to the valley of Egypt and its end will be at the sea. Your western boundaries will be the Great Sea and the coast. This will become your western boundaries. Now this will be your northern boundaries. From the Great Sea <coughs> you will mark your boundaries out to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor, you will mark out the boundaries to Liba Hamath, and the end of the boundaries will be at Sedar. And the boundaries will extend to Sifron, and its end will be Haza inan This will become your northern borders, or your northern boundaries. Then you should mark as your boundary on the east from Haza inan to Sifan. The boundary will extend from Sifan to Ripla to the east of Ain, and the border will go down and cross the eastern slope of the sea of Shinnereth. The border will extend to the Jordan, and its end will be the Salt Sea. This will be your land and the boundaries surrounding it. So Moses instructed the Israelites, saying, This is the land that you will. A portion as your possession by lot, just as Jehovah has commanded to give to the nine and a half tribes. <clears throat> For the tribe of the Reubenites by their parental houses, the tribe of the Gaddiites by their parental houses, and the half tribe of Manasseh have already taken their inheritance. The two and a half tribes have already taken their inheritance east of the region of Jordan by Jericho, towards the sun rising. Jehovah further spoke to Moses, saying, These are the names of the men who will divide the land for you to possess, Elias the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and you will take on one chieftains out of each tribe to divide the land as your inheritance. These are the names of the men of the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Yepunich, of the tribe of the son of Simeon, Samuel the son of Amihud. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Elidat, the son of Krishlon. Of the tribe of the sons of Dan, a chieftain, Buki, the son of Yokli. Of the sons of Joseph, from the tribe of the son of Manasseh, a chieftain, Hatniel, the son of Ephroth. From the tribe of the sons of Ephraim, a chieftains Kemiel, the son of Sifatan. Of the tribe of the sons of Sibulun, a chieftains Eliasaphan, the son of Panach. Of the tribe of the sons of Issachar, a chieftains Pelchiel, the son of Asan. Of the tribe of the sons of Asa, at chieftains Ahihul, the son of Shelomi. Of the tribe of the sons of Naphtali, a chieftains, Pedaiel, the son of Amihud. These are the ones whom Jehovah commanded to distribute the land to the Israelites in the land of Canaan. Chapter number thirty-five, Jehovah went on to speak to Moses on the desert plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, "Instruct the Israelites that they are to give the Levite cities to inhabit." out of the inheritance they will possess, and they should give the Levites the pastures around the cities. They will inhabit the cities, and the pastures will be for their livestock, their goods, and all their other animals. The pastures of the cities that you will give the Levites will extend for a thousand cubits from the wall all around the city. You should measure outside the city two thousand cubits on the east side, 2000 cubics on the south side, 2000 cubics on the west side, and 2000 cubics on the north side, with the city in the middle. These will be the pastures of their cities. The cities that you will give to the Levites will be six cubics of refuge, which you will give for the manslayer to flee to, as well as 42 other cities. You are to give to the Levites a total of 48 cities together with their pastures. The cities you give them will be from the possession of the Israelites. From the larger group you will take take many, and from the smaller group you will take few. Each group will give some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance that that it receives. Jehovah continued to speak to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, You are crossing the Jordan to the land of Canaan. You should choose cities convenient convenient. cities convenient for yourself to serve as cities of refuge where the manslayer who unintentionally kills someone should flee these cities will serve as a refugees for you from the blood avenger so that the manslayer will not die until he stands trial before the assembly the six cities of refugees that you provide will serve this purpose You will provide three cities on this side of the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan to serve as cities of refuge. These six cities will serve as a refuge for the Israelites, for the foreign residents, and for the settler among them, for anyone to flee there who unintentionally kills someone. But if he struck him with an iron instrument and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer should be put to death without fail. And if he struck him with a stone that could cause death and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer should be put to death without fail. And if he struck him with a wooden instrument that could cause death and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer should be put to death without fail. The avenger of blood is the one who will put the murderer to death. When he encounters him, he himself will put him to death. If death resulted because he pushed him out of hatred or threw something at him without malice intents, or out of hatred he struck him with his hand and he died, the one who struck him will be put to death without fail. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood will put the murderer to death when he encounters him. But if it was unexpectedly and not out of hatred that he pushed him or threw any article at him without malice intent, or if he did not see him and caused a stone to fall on him, and he was not an enemy or seeking his injury, and the person died, the assembly should then judge between the one who struck him and the avenger of blood in harmony with this judgment. The assembly should then save the manslayer from the hands of the avenger of blood and return him to his city of refuge to which he had fled." and he must dwell in it until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. But if the manslayer goes out of the boundaries of his city of refuge to which he fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the boundaries of his city of refuge, and slays the manslayer, he has no blood guilt. For he must dwell in his city of refuge until the high priest's death, But after the high priest's death, the manslayer may return to the land that he owns. These things will serve for you as a statue for judgment throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. Whoever kills a person should be put to death as a murderer on the testimony of a witness, but no one will be put to death on the testimony of just one witness. You must take no ransom for the life of a murderer who is deserving to die, for he should be put to death without fail. And you must not take a ransom for one who has fled to his city of refuge, allowing him to resume dwelling in his land before the death of the high priest. You must not pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes the land, and there may be no atonement for the blood that has been spilled on the land except by the blood of the one who spilled it. You must not defile the land in which you dwell, in which I am residing. For I, Jehovah, am residing in the midst of the people of Israel. Chapter number thirty-six: The family heads of the descendants of Gilead, the son of Machiah, the son of Manasseh, of the family of the sons of Joseph, approached and spoke before Moses and the chieftains, the family heads of the Israelites. They said. Jehovah commanded my Lord to distribute the land by lot, as an inheritance to the Israelites. And my Lord was commanded by Jehovah to give the inheritance of our brother Shelophil had to his daughters. If they marry men from another Israelitic tribe, the woman's inheritance will also be withdrawn from the inheritance of our fathers, and be added to the inheritance of the tribe to which they would then belong so that it would be withdrawn from the lot of our inheritance. Now, when the jubilee takes place for the people of Israel, the women's inheritance will also be added to the inheritance of the tribe to which they then belong, so that their inheritance would be withdrawn from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. Then Moses commanded the Israelites at the order of Jehovah, what the tribe of the sons of Joseph is saying is correct. This is the word that Jehovah has commanded for the daughters of silo fihad They may marry whoever they wish, however they should marry someone from a family of the tribe of their father. No inheritance of the Israelites should circulate from tribe to tribe, for the Israelites should hold on to the inheritance of the tribe of their forefathers. And every daughter who possesses an, an inheritance who possesses an inheritance among the tribe of Israel, should become a wife of a descendant of her father's tribe, so that the Israelites may keep possession of the inheritance of their forefathers. No inheritance should circulate from one tribe to another tribe. For the tribes of Israel should hold on to their own inheritance. The daughters of Silophat did just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. So Malach, Tirzach, Hokla, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, married the sons of their father's brothers. They became wives of men from the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, so that their inheritance would remain in the tribe of their father's family. These are the commandments and the judicial decisions that Jehovah gave to the Israelites through Moses on the desert plains of Moab by the Jordan and Jericho. So, this is the end of the numbers. So, this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 17th of December 2022. The time is 13.57, and it is Saturday. Bye.